Smith will keep it. He dives for the end zone. He's got a touchdown. Kansas City in one of the greatest comebacks in Chiefs kingdom history. Entertainment capital of the world. Car out of the shotgun. Looks left. Throws a lob for Michael Crabtree. He caught it. He caught it. He caught it. The Raiders have the lead. 35-34. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Sweet revenge for Michael Crabtree. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. The doctor is now in. Hour number two here on this Friday, live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. No better place to be than the Cosmopolitan. Whether it's gaming, it's food, it's the sports book here, powered by William Hill. Oh, you got to love the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. And, of course, the entertainment up at the Chelsea as well, too. All kinds of great stuff here. Get over to Block 16. Enjoy the food, the grab-and-go up there. And, of course, the fantastic restaurants up on the third floor, STK, Blue Ribbon, Zuma. A lot of my personal favorites there. I, I was going to say, I, <laughs> I see I see pictures of the big burgers oh. and, and everything else. I'm like, what's going on? You, you, you know what's going come, on. You come here to eat. This is true. And, and this is just a side game. Yeah, you, you took the words <laughs> right out of my mouth. See, I have I have been uh, figured out here. Yeah. yeah that, that voice is one of Jay Schrader, our very good friend, the former quarterback, the former Raider, the former Redskin. That's right. I said it because you were a Red skin back in the day he's got the super bowling the bling is in the house here today 11 year veteran of the nfl with the huge hands and you should see this guy not only throw a football throw the t-shirts come out to the aces game and my man is firing them up in the upper deck of the mandalay bay hey those those folks pay good money to sit up there they ought to get a free t-shirt so. and, and i'm with you with that and i get sick and tired of when you know, they pass out t-shirts and they do this thing and they give them to the people in the front row yeah they, they, they can afford it right you know row, yeah. so i spent you probably know this but i i went to the two world series games yeah I in, in houston I, and I they how could I not see that? Yeah, you okay. had it all over everywhere. Okay, anyway, but here's my point where I'm going with this, is that the Astros, they, they have their girls throwing out the baseballs and T-shirts, right? And horrible form. I mean, you know, again, they're you know, throwing off the wrong foot. They can't get it past the third or fourth row. They're standing on the dugout, right? And it's That's like, terrible. come on. I mean, let's get the gun. Let's shoot it up to the upper deck. Call my man Jay Schrader. He'll fire it up there. I mean, come on. You got a little baseball background with you. Yeah, yeah I got four years of baseball. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, you got to get it up to. That always people. irritates me that you know, like, no, nah, don't yeah, give it to those people. There. I was firing it all over. I, yeah. I, slung, I slung one across the court and almost took out Mark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He was like, dang. (laughs) So, yeah, I got to be careful. Yeah, it was great. I think, you know, uh, we had you on and Mark Davis at halftime. We had you on, and and Mark wanted to sign you to another free agent contract. He said, you you still got something left in the tank. I'm ready to go. They can't hit you anymore, so I can go back, you know. I'm not sure what my surgeons would say about that, considering I got rods and screws and pins. You know, I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't be too happy, but, you know, hey, I'd give it a shot. There you go. All right, he is Jay Schrader. He's in the house. Uh, 
today. I have Marco D'Angelo, of course, uh, here from Wager Talk, so uh, we're breaking it down for you. We talked a little college football last hour. Let's talk a little NFL, and of course, Jay, when I have you here, I want to talk uh, Raiders, and, and of course, it's been a, a crazy week for the Raiders. They're coming off that bye week, uh, playing some very, very good football, and of course, you know, the John Gruden situation, you know, that happened three weeks ago. I think you and I, we talked briefly a, a, about that, but uh, how difficult is this, you know, from a football perspective that you're coming off the bye week, you have this tragedy with, you know, one of your top wide receivers in, in Henry Ruggs, uh, just just tragic, horrific, uh, horrible decision by, by Henry Ruggs, and uh, now you got to get ready to play a football game, and you have to answer all these questions, and you got to go back east to play the Giants. Yeah, it's a, it's been an emotional roller coaster. Um, physically, the guys will be okay, but the question is, emotionally and that energy level is that going to be there i mean they've been through a lot okay between you know three weeks ago with their coach and everything that came out with that and now with rugs and this situation that's that's heartbreaking mm-hmm. you know i mean this is a guy that's in your locker room he's a brother of yours you, you know you live and die with him and, and your heart goes out for him you know you, your heart goes out for the family you know that's affected mm-hmm. by this it's not a good situation at all mm-hmm. and these guys now have to go out and find a way to get excited about playing football mm-hmm. and we'll see how they do because you know new york can come up and bite them you know they've played some good football in stretches and uh should they win the game should the raiders win the game yeah they should but here again you've got to travel all the way across the country and you've had all this turmoil go on you've got to be ready to go so we'll see what happens raiders getting ready for the giants on sunday when you were playing did you have any experiences like this where Either it was a tragedy or something else like this, and, had, uh, and, and how and how did that uh, reflect in your locker room? Had safety Stacy Turan pass away? That's right. Yeah. So right. yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, you talk you talk about a tough week is you have a teammate pass away, and then you go to the funeral, and two days later you got to suit up and play. Mm-hmm. That that's a tough week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this guy that ever, that was loved by everybody on the team and. Uh, yeah, you, you got to try to find a way to fight through it. And, you know, practices, you kind of just go through the motion. Mm-hmm. And you hope that by the time the game comes around, you can kick it up. And, uh, do you remember to, how, how, how did you guys perform? You know, I, don't, I do not remember how yeah. we did. Right. I just know it was, it was a long... It was a long couple of weeks because you don't just get over it because you're like, who's going to replace them? You know, how are we going to fill that void? And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it, not only missing his personality because you'll be in the locker room. You know, there's all these times you'll walk in the locker room and you walk by a locker that's not there anymore. Right. And, right. You're, you know, yeah. you're used to saying a joke or saying something, you know, mm-hmm. and that guy's not there. Yeah. And it's not because he got traded. That's part of the game. Right. We all understand that. It's right. because he's no longer able to do it. And usually somebody else is taking over that other guy's yeah. locker, too, if it's a and trade that, or And that's like awkward, that. too. Yeah, that, sure. You know, the first few days, that's yeah. awkward because yeah. you're like, dude, you know whose locker you're in? <laughs> yeah. You right. know, so that, uh, so, so, yeah, it's emotionally tough. All right. What's your uh, thought about the Raiders on the field, what we've seen in the first half? I think they've played exceptionally well. You know, I've been very, very happy uh, with the way the defensives played. There were questions coming in was how is the defensive backfield going to perform? And they're getting helped out by by the pass rush. You know, you, you can't cover people in this league. 
because of the rules and the way the game is, it's impossible to play defensive back. The only chance you have is that guys up front pressure the quarterback and make them get rid of the football. Mm-hmm. And so far, they've done that, and that's helped the guys on the back end. So that's been good. The offense has been good for two and a half years. Yeah. You know, they've really been on a roll for about two and a half years. Uh, Derek's played exceptionally well. You know, they've had these pieces again. Now, now they lose the deep threat. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you rebound? Who steps into that? You know, because that was part of the overall offensive screen scheme is that guy's going to go deep at yeah. some point in time, and it could be this play, yeah. you know, and nobody knew that. So who steps into that role? We've only had two games since, uh, you know, John Gruden was dismissed. Uh, have you noticed anything offensively, schematically, or anything that the Raiders are doing different, or is just everything pretty much the same? Well, the first two games were pretty much the same because you don't have much time to change it. Right. Now they've had the bye week, mm-hmm. and they've had two games for coaches to step into new roles, the play callers and everything else, and who's getting this. So uh, we'll see. What I did like is what I thought, and it just could be me, I thought there was a little more play action which I think is going to help them because they got to get that running game. The running game has got to get going for them to get anywhere in the playoffs, not only get to the playoffs, they got to get it, uh, get that running game going. Give me your thoughts as the Raiders travel to New Jersey to take on uh, the Giants, and the Giants uh, gave a great account for themselves last weekend against the Chiefs. You can make the argument that they should have won the game. Yeah. And they played well enough to win. Uh, so let's talk about the Giants, and then I want to come back and talk about Daniel Jones. Well, I think the overall the Giants is an interesting team because if they get the run game going, you're not going to have a lot of offensive possessions. So you've got to make them count. Right. You know, you've got you've to match their drives with your drives, and you've got to score touchdowns. If, if you get into the red zone with a team like the Giants, you know, the way they've been playing, and you kick field goals the first three times, you look up and you think and you go, are we losing our edge? Because we've got to get it in the end zone. And that's how you put these teams away. you got to get the ball in the end zone. You can't just kick a field goal because kicking a field goal is a victory for them. All right. right. Uh, Speaking of the Raiders offense, uh, last time I saw Greg Olson, you know where that was? Right upstairs over here at Blue Ribbon. Oh, yeah. There we go. Back, back to the food again. Yeah, I had to go. Back had to throw it. You know, because I can't get over that. We just made, made it five minutes. Yeah, almost, almost. Almost. That's okay. We're going to have some food here. You let me know when you're ready to have some food. Next time you come back, you know. Yeah. Jay Schrader's in the house. Let's talk about uh, the NFL. First of all, Raiders, Giants. You like the Raiders this week? I do, I do like the Raiders. Raiders uh, favored by three on the road. Yeah, and that... And I think that's a good number. I think it's going to be a close game because of everything that we talked about. Okay, I think it's going to be a close game. And I think the the Giants are playing better football. And you're going to have to play it close to the vest. Now, again, one or two turnovers is going to swing the game. You know, somebody somebody's only got to go 30 yards to score. That's a big difference in the NFL. So uh, turnovers and time of possession, I think, are going to be key this week. All right. Marco, what do you think here? I know some people think you have a live dog here with the Giants uh, because they did play, you know, you know well. Uh, actually, they spanked Carolina the week before, 25-3. to Seems like Daniel Jones is coming around, and uh, it's it's a short week for them. But, again, you, you got a team traveling cross-country that, you know, could have uh, some emotional issues as well, too. Obviously, I do like the Raiders. I like going against teams like the Giants that were a big underdog and had that almost game, game. where they almost won. I like to go against them. And I'll say this about the Raiders. There were three games this year where they had 
a reason to not show up. That was the game after the Monday night game. They went to Pittsburgh, right. beat my Steelers. The week that Gruden got dismissed, they went to Denver and showed up. Yep. And then really, the one that impressed me the most was la the last game against Philly because you had that initial surge winning for the new coach, and they didn't have the letdown after that. Yeah. That shows me that maybe this team, with everything that's gone on, it's going to be us against the world type mentality. And sometimes you can ride that. I've never played sports, yeah. but you know when you get on that roll and it bonds the team, I, I'm not stepping in front of Well, them. you make a good point in that Philly game because the first quarter offensively wasn't where they wanted to be. You know, the, yeah. but the next three quarters, they turned it on. Right. And I was, I was impressed because I thought it would take them longer, yeah. you know, for everybody to figure out who's doing what, how it's going to flow. Uh, I give a lot of credit to Derek in that situation because – you know, when it comes down to it, you got all these voices talking to everybody on the sidelines. One guy's talking in your helmet, and you finally, as a quarterback, you got to go, hey, we're going. Right. And what you have to do at that point is you have to step in the huddle, and you, with authority, you got to call the play. Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this work. Yeah. Even though it may not be the great right. greatest play for that situation, you're like, hey, let's go. This is what we're going to run. Let's get it. Yeah. And uh, that... I was impressed with the way they did that. They feel good. All right. We talk about the Chiefs who, you know, came from behind and got that victory against the Giants on Monday night. Now they're playing the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, that situation has been crazy with Rodgers saying that, uh, uh, you know, we find out that he's, he's not vaccinated. So, therefore, uh, he contacts COVID. We, he's out we, for 10 days. Have we figured out what I'm immunized meant yet? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So what, my, I mean, everybody's trying to define that word yeah, right now. We don't know yeah. what it means. So I guess, you know, what it was, he, he, he took a shot, you know, I guess with uh, the antibodies is, is what he was saying. And, uh, again, he, he is, said he's not an anti-vaxxer, but he goes, he's pretty adamant. We got no one is going to tell me when to take my shot, what, uh, what you're going to yeah. put in me and all that sort of thing. But, again, it, it's just it's who he is. It's, you know, it, he's, he's a selfish guy. And he's coming across selfish, and he came out, you know, earlier today with some audio, you know, basically saying, listen, no one's going to tell me what to do. You know, I've marched to the beat of my own drum, so he's, he's owning that. But being a teammate and being the face of that franchise as well, I mean, you got to, you know, you know, take some accountability and some responsibility here, don't you? You do, but see, he's been doing this for so long that guys are like, it's Aaron. You right. know, he's... Right. and. On the other flip side, he's kind of earned it, you know, which is which is the other aspect of, on the other side. And I can't argue with him not taking the vaccination. Nobody knows what's going to happen in three, five years. We just it's don't. An, it's an individual choice. It's, it's no an doubt. individual choice. Yeah. And my thing is, you know, everybody's, you know, they're telling everybody to get vaccinated. In three to five years, you start developing some issues. Who's going to take accountability then? Mm. Right. So you're asking us to be accountable as a player to take this shot. But eventually, if something goes wrong, who's going to be accountable? Then yeah. nobody's going to take that bullet. Yeah. Nobody, you know, everybody's going to dodge that one. So it is an individual choice. It's, it's unfortunate it's happened. Um, but, you know, I don't blame him for what he said or what he's done. Case in point, you got to go play. Yeah. You've got... You know, 53 guys that have to go play in a football game, and you got to find a way to win the game. 
That's it. <laughs> and Jordan Love will be taking the snaps at quarterback and facing this Chiefs team that has really uh, struggled. And they struggled for a majority of the game. Chiefs are favored by seven and a half. Opinion here, Marco? I'm going with uh, Green Bay, and we talk about it all the time. I, I say the injured player theory where the team that has the injury, you're getting the benefit because the market's over-adjusted. We talk about that all the time. But just look at what has happened so far this year. Seattle loses Russell Wilson. Seattle covers against Pittsburgh, first game without Russell Wilson. Last week, Cooper Rush <laughs> has a great game against uh, Minnesota. We saw Mike White. Who even knew who Mike White was? <laughs> Wasn't he a coach at Cal back in the day? Yeah, yeah back in the day. He was, he was my quarterback coach. Like, uh, wait, wait. I think that was a little older yeah, version yeah, of Mike White. Yeah. Same name. Good guy, by the way. Very good guy. We see it time and time again. The, yeah. These guys step up and do it in Kansas City. You know, we've known all along their defense is bad. The question I have is what's wrong with the offense the last two weeks? Tennessee held them to three points. And then they only scored 20 at home on Monday Night Football against the Giants. And the Giants have a better defense than Tennessee. But still, you got concerns. I think seven and a half is too many points. You know, I, I tend to agree with you, Mark. I, I really do. I think Green Bay is going to play a, a good game. My concern with Kansas City, you know, in the long run, football evens out. And for two years, Kansas City was throwing up balls and doing things, and you were like, man, how? because sometimes that's going to bite you. Well, it's biting them. Right. They're, they're getting bit in the rear end this year. Uh, the things that, you know, they normally do, you know, come back. I haven't seen Tyreek Hill drop this many passes or had this many passes go through his hands in, in years, right? And, you know, so it's just one of those freak things. But here again, if they can get it turned around, They've got talent coming out of every, you know, every possible way you can. I mean, that's what they've done over two years. So, um, but I think this week, I think the Packers are going to go in. I think they're going to run the ball. I think you'll see Jordan Love rolling out using half the field so he doesn't have to read the whole field. I think they'll move him out and it's, you know, it's going to be one, two, three or one, two and kid take off. You know, because that's what he's going to do. And there's no film on Jordan Luck. Right, when right. you're a defensive coordinator. Let's really go back to the Utah State Mountain West footage, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, let's burn that. <laughs> but it, that's it, an it, it didn't look good when he was there. Yeah. So I'm yeah. telling you. Not the last year. His stock declined <laughs> right? the, the last, last year. year right. Yeah. 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 All right, so we'll see what happens here. The Chiefs, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Like you said, the line really ballooned up when uh, word got out that uh, it was basically a six-point swing when uh, when Aaron Rodgers uh, it was determined he was not going to be able to play. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Cleveland Browns. They're another mess. Okay, Hotel Beckham. Uh, you know, <laughs> Dad comes out and says, hey, you decides to go telestrator on us. He goes on Instagram, social medias. You know, look at my son was open here. You're not throwing the ball, this and that. And what does his son do? He says, okay, I got you, Pops. I'm not showing up. Does not show up for one practice this week. No explanation. Kevin Stefanski, their head coach, was asked, hey, have you talked to OBJ? And he goes, no, I haven't talked to him. How, how does that happen, Jay? The, the head coach is not talking to, it doesn't matter if it's a, a star player, just any player. How are you not talking to this guy to find out what's going on? And now we find out today, hours before we come on the air for, to do the show, the Cleveland Browns, I think I have the statement here. I'll read it for him. 
from Andrew Berry, their general manager. After careful consideration, internal discussions, and conversations with Odell and his representation, we've determined that it is in the best interest for all parties involved that Odell no longer play for the Cleveland Browns. We appreciate all of his efforts, his contributions while in Cleveland, but we've just reached a point where it is best for us to move forward as a team without Odell. That's an interesting statement because it doesn't say if they reworked his contract because the problem is somebody's got to pick up that contract, and it's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. for, for somebody that's had an attitude off the field and injuries on the field, yeah. that's a pretty heavy, heavy pickup. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you may need help, if he's healthy, he's a phenomenal player. Okay, but the question is, A, is he healthy, and B, does he really want to play? Right. That's that's the question I get when right. when you get into these wars like that. I always question: Does the is the player really want to play? I mean, what what does it come down to? Right. You know, and uh, it's it's an ugly mess in Cleveland. Do you have any notes over there of positive things going on? Because everything's been <laughs> negative. I mean, we, tell, tell you what, if you got some, <laughs> let me know. Because I'd love to talk about them. You know. But Jay, for a situation like that, for us on the outside that talk about sports and we haven't played it. We always use that phrase, he was a cancer in the locker room, you know. Is that a distraction when you do have a player like that? I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I had Le'Veon Bell. I had Antonio Brown. I had all of the the cancers in the locker room that you could have. How how hard is that? This is a cancer, and this is a distraction because he went directly after the quarterback. Okay, and that's an issue. Um, You know, when when it's a defensive lineman and, you know, those things kind of go by the wayside. Not that they're not important, but what happens is you're now affecting a guy that has been touted as, you know, one of these guys that should be taken to the next step, and he hasn't. Okay, and he, I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield just hasn't gotten to the level that everybody thought he should. So now this is another add-on, another weight on his shoulders to go out and try to perform. And uh, it's, it's not a good situation at all. It really isn't. And to hear the head coach go, I haven't talked to the guy. That, that should be your first phone call, you know, on Wednesday when he, he's not showing up. I mean, right. I'd have somebody bring me a phone on the field and go, where are you? What's going on? You know, and look, you need to come in. We need to talk about this. That's got, and it just hasn't happened. And, you know, for me, the disturbing thing is, when the Henry Ruggs situation happened this week, and then people started to say, okay, we got to start talking about football. How are you going to replace Henry Ruggs? And I'm saying, well, you got Zay Jones right there, okay? Yeah. And you, you, you've got people. And immediately people are going, well, what about Odell Beckham? Now, the first thing that we see today, when this news came out, uh, you know, watching Sports Center today, Raiders, could they be a match for Odell Beckham Jr.? <laughs> Give me some thoughts as, as no. you hear that. Exactly, right? No, no, no. That's, see, that's all the outsiders that see the big plays that Odell has made, right. okay? Um, the guys that have to control the locker room, be in the locker room. At this point in time, when, you, when you're on a roll like the Raiders are, you don't want to disrupt that. You want to take somebody from within and get them. You're right. Jones has made some big plays. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's time to put, you know, as I would tell him, I said, hey, time to put on the big boy pants. That's it. Next you know, man up, right? Time yeah. to put on your big boy pants because yeah. you're now going to be the guy instead of just a guy that comes in and makes the play. You're going to be the guy. With all the controversy that's happening in that locker room now there in Cleveland, they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals who come off 
a lackluster performance last week. I mean, go, go figure that. And here people are th starting to think, okay, Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati team, man, you know, they, they've turned the corner. Now, now they could be the class of the AFC North. What do we think here, Cleveland and Cincinnati this week? Well, I like Cleveland to get the job done. I did go against Cincinnati last week because of the spot they were in. They were coming off of the Baltimore game and had Cleveland on deck. And, oh, who's in the middle? <laughs> the Jets. It's easy yeah. to look past that team. Cleveland needs this game. Uh, mm -hmm. Cleveland can't afford another loss. They took a very tough loss last week to the Steelers, which was a big revenge game for the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, that's, I say that that playoff loss last year is the only reason the uh, Ben came back this year. Mm -hmm. he, he couldn't have that be his last right. game. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I look for Cleveland to bounce back. I think it's, a, you know, a, sub, addition by subtraction, taking Beckham out off the team. And I think the team's going to rally around it. Well, I think, I think the team overall is going to have a better attitude. I think Cincinnati's going to win. Okay. I really do. Yeah. I think Cincinnati's going to win. I think Cincinnati's one of those teams that is a fickle team that if you let them stay around in the game, they're going to get you. Um, I, I believe in their young guys. they got some guys that can play. And they're just learning how to play the game on a consistent basis. Cincinnati, to me, is where the Raiders were a year, year and a half ago, trying to get these young guys, getting more young guys in and throwing them into the fire and say, hey, it's baptism by fire, and you're seeing the fruit of that payoff now. you got some guys uh, in there. So I like Cincinnati this week yeah, to, to I beat Cleveland. You. I just think Cleveland's got way too much going on. So I love, you know, seeing Jay, like, shake his head. And yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> no, I, got, I got another one for him right here. Oh, watch, geez, here we go. Watch, watch this, Marco. Kirk Cousins. Oh, my. <laughs> what, what did we watch last week with Minnesota against Dallas? First drive, he leads him down the field, 75-yard drive. Fourth quarter, second half, this guy is the old Kirk Cousins again. They're playing Baltimore this week. Jay, please get get in this quarterback head head. What's going on with this guy? I can't I can't stand watching him anymore. This is uh, <laughs> Kurt's Kurt's a friend of mine. Sorry, uh, Kurt, Kurt, No, uh, Kurt Kurt took over my record when he was in Washington. I had this is know, true. I had, I had the most yards for a number of years, and Kurt did it. And I texted him right away after the game and everything else. And you know, so we've kind of kept in contact, but. Yeah. Boy, he's a fickle player on the football field. He really yeah. is. You know, he's up and down and all around. And, you know, he'll come out like, you know, you see in these games, he, he makes three throws and you're like, this is going to be a good game. And then the next three throws, you're like, who's who's in Kurt's jersey? Right. Because it's a different guy. Um, I just, I don't get it. Um, he's had a lot of success, except when it comes to, Winning big games. Yeah. The primetime games, is, it's the been amazing. Yeah. The Sunday night, Monday Sunday night, night, and Monday that's, night a, games that's a real are, thing. It's a real yeah. stat. You know, I, I tried yeah. to dismiss that last week, but, you know, this, it is a real it, thing, isn't it? You know, and you realize a, a Sunday night game or a Monday night game, you're the only show in town and your peers are watching. And, you know, I don't know if he tries to put too much on himself when he gets into those games or whatever, but uh, it hasn't been good to this point. So uh, I think, you know, Playing Baltimore, that's a tough team to prepare against anyway. Yeah. I mean, they just, you know, so I, I like Baltimore in that game this week. Coming off a of spanking, too. Baltimore's yeah. going to be in a, you know, extra week to prepare off of a humiliating loss to Cincinnati. Harbaugh will have them ready to play. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. want no part of Minnesota. All right.
Yeah. All right, Jay. Before we let you go, uh, give me give me a game that you like here. You got you got a game or two on the NFL side that uh, piques you know, your interest a little bit. Every, You're going to be watching. You know, I've been sitting here watching the NFL, and every week, you know, I I pick my games, and then every week there's two games when I go, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Like the Jets last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, the Jets scored 35 last night. Really. I get. And I'm like, and then they have both, you know, they have the Colts score 40. Yeah. I'm like, those two teams are in that game? Uh, so you never really know. But, you know, there's a couple of games that I like. I think the 49er Cardinal game mm-hmm. is going to be an interesting game because I think this is the time for the 49ers to go, we can get ourselves back into this and we can make a statement. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Cardinals, obviously, are coming off their first loss and, you know, want to bounce back. So I think they're a little vulnerable, so I like that game. Uh, we already talked about the Browns and the Bengals. I like, you know, the Bengals in that one. Uh, the other ones aren't too – the Chargers? What what happened to the Chargers last week? What happened to the Chargers the last two weeks? Yeah. I they mean, went to Baltimore, and, and, and Justin Herbert looked terrible. Yeah. And then he came back home, and he looked just as bad last week. Right. And – up until then, he's looked spectacular. He's right. looked, he looks yeah. like he's the guy that's going to go to the Pro Bowl for yeah. multiple years in the last two weeks. So it's tough to be consistent in, this, in that league at any time. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Chargers. You do, know, do you think defensive come? coordinators have maybe spotted something with him and figured him out? Because, you know, again, you know, in your first year, you can yeah. you get by with a lot of stuff. But to look as bad as he's looked, especially recently. Well, well here's the thing. And here's the thing that's happened with Kansas City, too, is Kansas City, anybody that plays Kansas City realizes this. We're not going to give you that home run ball anymore to get for you to get excited. Okay, and you've got to find a way to be patient and be good enough to move the ball down the field, taking five, six, seven yards at a time, and they can do it. They've got tremendous talent. They can do it, but it's the mental adjustment because you know you got a guy in Patrick Mahomes that wants to sling it. You got a guy in Justin Haber that wants to sling it, yeah. and he's like, I want to throw it down the field. You know, it's not like back in the day we forced it down the field. Okay, I mean, we we literally, you know, Al Davis told me, you're going to throw it down the field ten times. Right. <laughs> Just for no other reason than we're going to throw it down the field. Right. And, you know, when we when we get those things called, you got to take a shot. Right. And, you know, there was times when you literally you overthrow the guy on purpose because you're throwing in the double coverage. But right. what it does, it always said now it takes those two guys right. out. Okay, now they're going to be back there. Now you have to readjust your sights and play underneath. Right. Uh, so that's what these teams are going through. It's the midseason adjustments they all have to go through. All right. He is Jay Schrader, the former quarterback and uh, Raider alumni. Once a Raider, always a Raider. I love that you, uh, when you come by here, you're, you're sporting the bling, too, of his, uh, I did bring the his bling Super Bowl ring from Washington. Beautiful. Yeah. I like it, man. I like it. All right, so uh, our compadre, your UCLA brethren, Double B, he's at Delmar right now for the Breeders' Cup. So on, on your way out today, uh, his horse is racing uh, coming up at 410. He's, okay. a, th- he's a 30-to-1 shot. Ooh. So, you know, <laughs> well, in other words, if he wins, he's buying us all dinner when he comes. There's no question about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know no what? question. He's buying his dinner regardless. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows that. Right, okay. He's okay with okay. that. I'll be, wait, I'll be waiting for that text. Hey, dinner is at such such. I'm good. But see, here's the thing. If we don't bet this horse, I'm going to hear oh, yeah, all yeah. of it. So, I, you know, I, I feel like I got to bet it. You know what I'm saying? Because this happened to me one other time when he gave me a horse, and it was 60 to 1. And I was going to do my show, and the the place I was doing it, the, uh, uh, they didn't have a sports book. So I had to go 
run across a property to go get it. And by the time what happened, yeah. I got shut out, right? Uh, yeah. And, of course, I get this text from him. It's like, you know, hip, hip, hooray, you know, yeah. rockets going off, this and that. And it took me like a day before I could tell uh, I, I, I didn't get down. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. They have apps now for that. You, you can do it on your phone. Well, yeah. that's doing good. If you, don't, if you don't have the horse racing app. I got the sports app, Marco. But, you know, I'm not that uh, avid. I got it all. Mark, I'm going to go back to the beginning. What's he doing doing a show without a sports book? Yeah. Let's, let's start at the beginning. Let's go back to the basics here. I, 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 I was doing a show at a restaurant. <laughs> Oh, food. food. Oh, yeah, back to that. We start with food. We <laughs> yeah, end with food. We're good. Good to see you, my friend. I appreciate you as always. Oh, you bet. I yeah, love bet. having Jay on. And we just got to get you a little bit more often, okay? There you go. But I appreciate you, man, big time. Jay Schrader, uh, the former quarterback, joined us. And, again, uh, once a Raider, always a Raider. And good luck to those Raiders. Hopefully they, they get it done this week as well, too. I look forward to And I know to I look forward to seeing you back at the Legion Stadium because I know you're going to just about all the games, yeah, too. just about all the games mm. and uh, back there. So it's a fun place to be. It's a great stadium. I mean, everybody, we've got people coming in from out of town, which is which is fun. It makes it fun. Yeah. You know, I don't like when it's 50-50, but, right. you know, we gotta we got to keep the home field advantage. But uh, it is a beautiful stadium, and the team's playing well. So let's hope they can finish off the season right. where they're going. There you go. Go silver and black. All right, Jay Schrader in the house. When we come back, Trevor Madge is going to join us, and then it's time for our best bets here, the T.C. Martin Show, live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. The doctor is now in. In. Live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas here on this Friday. Talk a little football. Talk a little boxing. Let's get ready. Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant tomorrow night at the MGM Grand. Of course, we got the Breeders' Cup happening. Our good friend Double B is at Del Mar in his box right now. And uh, his horse coming your way here a little bit uh, after the show. Race number eight tonight, the 30-to-1 shot, right? Helen's well. Helen's well. There you go. All right. So uh, good luck to Double B. So not here with us today, but he is at uh, Del Mar. Appreciate Jay Schrader for joining us here today. Uh, talking a little Raiders, talking the NFL. Always great stuff uh, talking with uh, Jay Raider, a, a former Washington Redskin, and also with us. Trevor Maddich, the former Washington Redskin uh, as well, too, as he joins us for our best bets, and it's time to roll with that. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. We give you our three best college plays, our three best NFL plays, and we're ready to roll here today. Marco D'Angelo from wagertalk.com. Love having Marco here. He participates, yours truly. Trevor Maddich from ESPN does a fantastic job, of course, on the college football side with ESPN, but also with the NFL, too, with the uh, Washington Football Club. Trevor, what is happening, my friend? Mr. TC, it is a great weekend for football. I can't wait for these games. No doubt about it. All right, man, let's get it rolling. Let's go to Marco D'Angelo. Marco, start us off. You be the leadoff hitter today. All right, you be the quarterback since you just got done shaking Jay Schrader's <laughs> big hands. All right, maybe it'll rub off on you. Marco, three best college plays. All right, we're going to take TCU uh, plus six and a half. Actually, I think that lines up to seven uh, as people are betting Baylor. Baylor's in a sandwich between Texas and Oklahoma. Take TCU. Arizona State minus eight and a half against USC. 
where is the motivation going to come from USC? Lame duck coach. They're 4-4. Four and four. They don't want to go to a minor bowl. I'll take Arizona State. Lay the points. And NC State minus 2.5 over Florida State. Florida State uh, coming off the Clemson game. Uh, their defense can't stop anybody. I know they stopped Clemson, but Clemson doesn't have an offense this year. Uh, held them in check. NC State, I think, is the best uh, team flying under the radar in the ACC. You went that quick? I mean, we got all kinds of time to be breaking down. I mean, wait, wait, you, you on the speed dial here? What's the well, deal? Usually you tell me I go too long. I'm leaving a lot of time for Trevor. Yeah, well, we, we know Trevor goes long, but that's quite all right. It's just it's just the three of us here today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go back to that Arizona State game if you want to go uh, for a comparison. If you look at that Arizona State loss last week to Washington State, uh, and that looks like a bad loss as a 16-and-a-half point favorite. They had... Four, turnover, four or five turnovers in that game and were down 28 nothing early in the second quarter, but they didn't quit. They ended up uh, outscoring them 21-6 to the rest of the way uh, to make a game of it. But if you look, Arizona State's laying more to USC than Notre Dame was. What's that tell you? That's uh, the other reason why I'm big on Arizona State. And as I said, NC State, um, this Florida State team, off of Clemson, they got... Miami of Florida next week, even though the records are bad, that is a heated rivalry. They're looking ahead to next week. I really do like NC State. All right, good deal. Marco D'Angelo. All right, let's go to Trevor Maddich diving into the college side here. What do you got, Trev? Well, I got, I got Marco and whatever <laughs> he's doing because he is knocking it out of the park. I think the reason he didn't go long is that he's working on his skills as a clairvoyant, you know, <laughs> remote viewer, because that seems to be what he's able to do. I, I don't know what you eat for breakfast, Marco, but I want some of that. Uh, I am, I am uh, going to go, first of all, with Utah. They're at Stanford, laying, laying nine points. And I like the Utes and lay the points. And really, this is a bad matchup for Stanford. I mean, just awful. They've lost three games in a row. They're averaging less than 20 points a game. Their quarterback, Tanner McKee, is at Stanford now. He's banged up. Good chance he might not play or he might get knocked out. Utah, they made the switch of quarterback to Cam Rising, and their offense has taken off. They've always been able to pound the ball with big physical running backs, but now their passing game gives them a, a versatile, balanced offense. And if you look at Stanford overall, Poor Stanford. I mean, they're one of the worst teams at stopping the run in the country. But to balance that out, they're one of the worst teams in running the ball in the country. So Stanford can't run the ball. They can't stop the run. They're facing a balanced offense. And the most physical team, probably, or one of the most physical teams, west of the Mississippi River. So I say, take Utah, lay the points. Then Iowa is at Northwestern, and Iowa is a is a one-legged stool, basically. Awesome on defense, awful on offense, but Northwestern is unfortunate every way you look. They're one of the worst teams in the country at defending the run. I mean, last. Actually, they are the, the worst. They're last in rushing yards allowed. They're last in rushing touchdowns per game allowed. They're just, they're just terrible. On the other side, Iowa's offense has been terrible, too. But this is the time when they can finally push around the movable force, which is Northwestern's defense. The real reason I think that Northwestern will cover the 12 points that they're laying at, or excuse me, Iowa will cover. Iowa will cover the 12 points they're laying at Northwestern is because Iowa's defense is still playing really well. 
and they still have the ability to get a lot of turnovers and be a brick wall. And the Northwestern offense is not a whole lot better than their defense. I think the Iowa defense allows the Hawkeyes to cover the 12. Then I'm going to go with the Baylor TCU game like Marco did, but I'm going to take a different play. The total is uh, is 58, and I'm going to go under that total. TCU just got their coach fired, Gary Patterson, which is a whole other topic. He's a defensive coach, and the defense has been so abysmal this year that they fired him midseason after a 20-year career there. But the last seven consecutive opponents scored at least 29 points against TCU. They're, they're really awful against the run, and Baylor's rushing game is fantastic. I mean, they're fourth in the nation in yards per carry, eighth in rushing yards per game against this TCU defense that can't stop anybody on the run. On the other side, TCU's offense is capable, but their stud running back, Zach Evans, probably won't play again this week. And I think that the, the Baylor defense will really slow them down. I mean, everybody tends to slow them down. The last two losses, they only scored 19 points against West Virginia and 12 points against Kansas State. So I think you put all of that together. I think Baylor will keep the ball on the ground. I think TCU won't contribute much to the total. And so I take the under. All right, there it is. All right, guys, I'm going to start bright and early tomorrow morning, 8.30, over at Globe Life Field. That's right. They're going to be playing at at the Rangers Baseball Park, and I love the military academies, right? It's Air Force and Army, and Air Force laying two and a half. Uh, You got the two and three uh, rushing teams in college football, but the difference here in this game, Air Force has themselves a defense. They're actually ranked 28th. I like Air Force, and I'll lay the two and a half here. And Air Force, coming off uh, last week uh, where they uh, played uh, San Diego State, they outplayed them. They outgained them in every category. The only difference was why they lost the ball game, because they had two turnovers that took them out of that ball game. But this game is a clincher for Air Force for the Commander-in-Chief Trophy, and Trevor, you know all about that. Alright, and uh, so if they win here, they've already beaten Navy earlier this season, 24-3, to so a win here for the, uh, the Falcons clinches it and I just like Air Force on both sides of the ball better than I like Army. I get it. You know, Army can can run the football, but Air Force can run it. They can actually even pass it a little bit as well too, but they play a little bit better defense and uh, I like this on a neutral field. I will take the Falcons minus two and a half. A&M and Auburn. Marco, we talked about this a little bit in the last hour. I like the Aggies in this game. A&M has won three in a row after they beat Alabama. You know, one of those, I, I should say, was against Alabama. And they're getting it done on both sides of the ball. They're actually averaging 188 yards rushing per game. And for me, it's hard to back Auburn against really good teams. Uh, A&M's D is going to give Bo Nix uh, some problems. A&M won last year 31-20. to I just think it's a good spot at home. Kyle Field, and you lay four with A&M over Auburn. Uh, guys, I'm on this Baylor-TCU game as well, too. But uh, I'm going to take uh, – uh, we got three different sides here, all right? I'm going – with the Baylor Bears, and I'm laying six and a half. So I'm going against uh, Marco, but then again, uh, Trevor, I don't know how my play fits into your total here, but here we go. we got two teams going in opposite directions, just like Trevor said. I mean, Baylor is 7-1. and one. They're thinking about Big 12 title here. Uh, offensively, they're second best in the conference. Defensively, they're third best in the conference. The offense is averaging 466 yards per game, and the defense really has shut down everyone that they have faced. 
TCU is a mess right now. Like you said, Trevor, Gary Patterson, 21 years at TCU. That means TCU has to go into a football game on five days' notice not having the guy that's been in charge of this program for 21 years because since he was let go of his duties earlier on this week. It's been a horrendous season for TCU. Their defense has been gashed for 443 yards per game. I will lay it with this Baylor team, who is very, very hungry, give up 6.5 for the Baylor Bears. All right, guys, let's go to the NFL. Marco, wind it up. All right, we're going to start things off with Carolina plus 3.5 against New England. Uh, It's one thing for New England to be an underdog, but now you've got them as a favorite on the road against the Carolina team that is going to be starting a quarterback not named Sam Darnold. It's going to be P.J. Walker. If you're not familiar with P.J. Walker or Coach Matt Rule, I will tell you this. Those two were together when Matt Rule became a household name in college football at the University of Temple. Knows the offense. He'll do just fine. I like Carolina plus the points at home against New England to pull the upset. And as we talked earlier with Jay, we've seen all these injured quarterbacks come in and get the job done. We already talked about this one. Green Bay plus 7.5. Injured player theory there as well. I look for them to handle Kansas City or at least stay within a touchdown. And the last one, I like the L.A. Chargers. I think the last two weeks were, you know, just bad games. They did go against Bill Belichick's defense last week. That's not the defense they will see in Philadelphia. I look for a lot of points in this game, and I look for Justin Herbert to get back on track against that Philly defense take the Chargers, lay the points on the road. So the old Justin Herbert shows up this week. Yeah, because he's going against not a good defense. The last two defenses were Baltimore and New England, and we know Bill Belichick can frustrate young quarterbacks. All right. Trevor Maddich, give us your three best NFL plays. Buffalo has been good to me in this exercise. They are at Jacksonville laying 14.5. Wait, you have to say it, though. You have to say it. You like Buffalo because what do they do to, to, to the soul? Wait, what is that? What's your famous line? Buffalo doesn't just want to beat you. <laughs> they want to crush you. They want to harm your soul. There it is. Yeah. All right, and you continue got, <laughs> And they want to harm Jacksonville's soul. Eh? They've struggled a bit of late, but I think they'll get back to their normal dominant self against Jacksonville. Now, they're laying 14 and a half, but the Jaguars have been, been basically crushed uh, more than a few times by better teams than them, and they haven't faced a team as good as Buffalo so far. The offense has been fantastic for Buffalo when it's on, and so I think that is enough to take Buffalo away the points, but really it's the Buffalo defense against the Jacksonville offense, and that matchup that I think gives the Bills the, the biggest advantage. I mean, Buffalo has the, the top-ranked defense and pass defense in the league. The Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville offense just hasn't been able to, to get it going yet. Lawrence is a rookie. is still trying to find his way. He doesn't have a whole lot of weapons. And you have an example of how they are from last week. They played against Seattle. The Seahawks were the 30th-ranked pass defense in the league last week, and the Jaguars only managed seven points. So I take Buffalo. I lay the 14-and-a-half, and I do that with quite a bit of confidence. Although one thing that is interesting is that I read a note here that said that uh, 80, over 80% of the public betters are taking Jacksonville in the points. So maybe you guys can explain that a little bit. But uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Bills and lay them. Okay, so Los Angeles Rams at Tennessee Titans. 
The Rams are laying seven points, and I say take the Rams, lay the points. Titans running back Derrick Henry is out for the year. They hired Adrian Peterson off the street to take over for him, and he's still capable of bringing the thunder. And while he won't have a problem picking up the offense, he will have a problem understanding what his blockers can and cannot do. I think this really good defensive front of the Rams will force Tennessee to throw. And with A.J. Brown, their top receiver, questionable with a knee injury, and Julio Jones that's been on and off with a hamstring injury, I just don't know that there'll be all that much ability for Tennessee to throw the ball if they have to, and I think they will have to. The Rams on the other side have, uh, they're going to feast against the Tennessee secondary that has two of their top three corners out with injury. I say, take the Rams, lay the points. And then, New Orleans uh, is hosting the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm saying, go under 42. The total is 42. I think uh, the points will be at a premium in this. Jameis Winston, the Saints quarterback, is out. It looks like um, Trevor Simeon will be the starter because their second-string quarterback Guy from BYU and I'm spacing his name. Taysom Hill, that's it. Taysom Hill looks like he's not going to play. How can I space Taysom Hill's name, right? And so I, I don't know that the Saints will move the ball a whole much because of that. On the other side, the Saints' defense is the league's second best in terms of points allowed so far, total points allowed. They're really good in the red zone. And the offense for the Falcons will be without Calvin Ridley again, their best receiver. That's a problem because when he didn't play last week against the Panthers, the Panthers' defense focused on Kyle Pitts, the great rookie tight end, and they held him to two catches, 13 yards. I think the Saints' defense will do the same thing, focus on Pitts, and I think it will be the same result. The Falcons won't be able to score a whole lot of points. So I say take the under. All right, there you go. That is Trevor Manich. All right, Trevor, I'm going to be on this game as well, too, and uh, I'm going to take, believe it or not, the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons plus 6.5. And it does scare me a little bit about no Calvin Ridley. I totally understand that. But I'm going to play the emotional side of this game. The Saints coming off that big emotional win last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which you guys know I had uh, had uh, the Saints is the best bet last week. And uh, I just think, uh, you know, bad news for the Saints with Jameis Winston gone for the season and uh, in-step Trevor Simeon. Uh, injuries galore here for the Saints on both sides of the ball. Yeah, we got the news that, you know, Michael Thomas, even though he's been out for, for quite some time, he's gone now for the year. But these guys are hurt on the offensive line. They're hurt on the defensive line. Atlanta has played well despite losing last week, and Matt Ryan has been pretty darn good. they got Mike Davis, who can run the ball in the backfield, and Kyle Pitts, we know all about him. Uh, he's been fantastic at the rookie tight end. These teams play each other every year very, very closely. So I think points at a premium. I'm going to take Atlanta plus 6.5. I think they keep this game close maybe even win this game outright. Again, Saints coming off that big emotional win, and especially with Trevor Simeon that I'm still not sold on, and you got a week to game plan for him, if, uh, uh, your Atlanta's coaching staff, I'm taking the Falcons plus six and a half. Niners in Arizona. This is a rematch of a game we saw four weeks ago, and uh, the Niners lost that game 17-10, to 10, but no Jimmy Garoppolo in that game, and they had a healthy Kyler Murray. Well, this time Garoppolo is coming off his best game of the year, and Kyler Murray is injured. His uh, ankle is hurting. He's going to play. I like San Francisco minus two in this game. Garoppolo, like I said, best game of the year last week against the Bears, passed for 322 yards. And here's a note. San Francisco last week had zero turnovers and zero punts. 
That's right. They did not punt one time last week. Did not make a turnover. Took care of the football. I like that. San Francisco, I think, is playing better. Arizona has some health issues, as we know. Talked about Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. A.J. Green is out. J.J. Watt has been out, done for the year. And like I said, four weeks ago, Arizona won this game 17-10 to 10, uh, with a much healthier team. I think San Francisco gets the job done, and this is the point of the season where I think the Niners start uh, coming back a little bit. Very impressive performance going on the road, beating Chicago last week. And the Titans and the Rams, guys, I'm on the other side here. I'm going Tennessee. I'm taking the Titans plus 7.5. I know no Derrick Henry, but they still got Ryan Tannehill. They still got A.J. Brown, who has been phenomenal, and that combo has been dynamite this year. Plus, believe it or not, uh, we can use the term defense and Tennessee in the same sense. We never could before, but they're playing good. Defense is playing very, very well. We saw them beat the Colts last week. They beat Kansas City. They beat Buffalo. They've won four in a row. And this Rams team, I know they're getting a lot of love. They've won four straight games, but who have they beaten? Seattle, the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. Combined record of those teams, guys, 6-26. and 26. If we just want to back it up and keep it recent, the last two weeks, who they beat? The Lions, the winless Lions, and the one-win Texans, that's 1-15. Yeah, they're a little full of themselves right now. I think good spot for Tennessee, going on the road, getting more than a touchdown. I will take the Tennessee Titans plus 7.5. All right, those are our best bets. They are up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Matthew Holt, Scott Spritzer, their picks are up there. Double B, Brian Benowitz as well. And the G-Man, Gilby the intern. We finally got him to stay away from taking all these totals, all these crazy totals, over, over 75, this and that. And uh, then, of course, we got uh, Marco D'Angelo and our man Trevor Match. Trevor, some parting words, my friend. Yeah, some parting words. Last week was a tough week. One of those things where the matchups didn't play out like they should have. This one, I'm hoping the matchups will play out like they should. I hope to get back on track. I want to be more like you and Marco because you guys are rocking it. <laughs> All right, brother. We appreciate you, my man. He, no one breaks down the X's and the O's like my man Trevor Match. Be good, brother. Enjoy your football weekend. You can listen to Trevor uh, tomorrow doing college football game day on the radio side. He'll be there uh, with about 22 screens in front of him. Take care, brother. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, DC. All right, Marco, appreciate you. Uh, catch Marco at wagertalk.com. All of his plays are there, all sports. He's hitting it hard. All right, congratulations, my man. Love having you here. Anytime, TC, you know it. All right, Double B, not here at Del Mar. He'll be back with us next week. Appreciate Gilby, G-Man here, and Numchuck back in the studio. You miss any part of the show, go to the website, check it all out. Our interview with Al Bernstein talking about uh, the fight tomorrow night with Canelo Alvarez and Caleb, Caleb Plant. That's on the website as well, too, at tcmartinshow.com. Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. We'll talk to you next week.